Hey everybody, welcome to What A Mess. If you love Kenyan history or dislike it, you will love this podcast in the mess of it all. I'll be your host for this week, Max and Decker. And I'm Jerry Benedict. So and what are we talking about this week, Jerry? This week we're going to be covering a hero, the amazing, the great Mekatilili Wamenza. A mech at being ill. Ill twice. And the iron, you can add the entire ills if you want to. She's the illest. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, so Mekatilili was like a key Kenyan freedom fighter. She was born in the periods of the 1840s. I hope I don't have a lisp for this, but <laughs> in Mutara Wansatu Ganze village in Kilifi. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was born Mnyanzi Wamenza, but you know, after she got married, because they had this naming system. And after she gave birth to her son, Katilili, she was referred to as Mekatilili, which essentially means mother of Katilili. Her sibling, she had four brothers. One was called Zai, the other was Hare, Kiti, Warandu, and then they just mentioned that she had a sister. Oh, wow. That's that's, that's sleek. <laughs> her first fight against like oppressive rule just started after one of her brothers was captured by the Arab slave trades. Like He was at a market and he was swept up by the Arab people. And that's where her determination just set in. Mm. I mean, with everything from her using the dance, you know, like she used the Kifudu dance just to just bring awareness to this entire situation. And the Kifudu dance was a traditional dance which was mostly performed at funeral ceremonies, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And all this just started off, I mean, all far from Mepoho's prophecy, I mean, which just came, like, came to light after the... British people came in. So Mepoho talked about how like, we're going to have people that come to rob us of our lands, uh, people that have golden hair that looks like sisal fibers, skin like limestone chalk, mm-hmm. oppresses with the good hair. She was right when the British people invaded the land of the Guriyama people and she was set off to help people to, I mean, recover and come from the turmoil that was going around that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she started organizing and went from town to town, mm-hmm. dancing this Kifudu dance. And mm-hmm. most people were like surprised and onlookers, basically. Mm-hmm. They were looking and then some of them were even influenced to join her. So she was an influencer in her own in her own right. Yeah, having her own flash mob, I mean, mm-hmm. an original city girl. Yeah. Everything. After her bringing people in, rallying people, essentially having numbers to be able to go through this situation of resistance, mm-hmm. when the British people had the Saron in their land, we have to mention one person uh, who was a British administrator called Arthur Champion. So he came to the village to try and recruit young soldiers for the First World War, which was happening around that time, mm-hmm. to kind of like take these people to war. And Makatili was not having it mm-hmm. and had her own kind of way to pass across this message of her not being okay with what was being done and she brought in chicken i mean a, a chicken and baby chickens basically yeah chicks you call them chicks <laughs> <laughs> she brought them in and she asked the british administrator to try and get to uh, just to hold the mother chicken mother hen right and 
while doing this, one of the mother, one, one trying to pick one of the chicks, the mother hen actually pecked the British administrator. Oh wow! Yeah, and this was sort of like an analogy, and she told them that this is what will happen to you if you try and pick one of our sons. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because how is your name author author champion? You know, and you're bitten by a chicken. You know, understand why people think chickens are scared because you have not lived. <laughs> Until you've been chased by a mother hen. Yeah, Posey has scared as chicken and he lost to one, which just brings an irony to what his name is. Mm -hmm. He was really pissed when that happened. Arthur Champion was embarrassed when this happened, mm -hmm. you know, and that was what really get him to take Mekatilili. They just seized her and so they took her in and she was prisoned. And you know, an important fact that I noticed is mm -hmm. once the chicken, the mother hen, he was so embarrassed that he decided to shoot this chicken. And I feel like this was, it was metaphorical. He was sending a message mm -hmm. to Mekatilili. Even if, you know, you're resisting and all that, I can easily just get rid of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was taken in and that was in Kisi, right? Yeah, she was taken all the way to, to Kisi, Kisi from 700 Kisi. kilometers from her. <laughs> That's a long way. That's a when she was in Kisi at that time, she was arrested together with somebody, if I'm not wrong. Yes, she was arrested with a medicine man whose name was Wanje Wa Madurika. Oh, yes. They escaped, they essentially escaped prison together. I mean, after all that entire period and walked all the way back home. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's interesting? They yeah. walked all the way back now from Kisi going all the way back to Kilifi. And it was such a long journey that they even fell in love and, you know, got married. Mm -hmm. By the time they got to Kilifi, yeah. they were married. They were man and wife. <laughs> I'm still even subtle with how they took the entire distance and walked. The fact that Mekatilili was around the time she was based on like having and possessing mystical powers. Mm -hmm. I think I'll just assume because she has a medicine man, they probably took a broom and flew all the way to Kilifi. <laughs> or maybe back home, people were rallying around a tree and they're like, oh, we want to hold it back. Mekatilili, come back. They were dancing and dancing. And that just kind of helped them to escape the situation they had and get back home. Mm -hmm. She left and they got back to Kilifi, but this was not the only time where she was imprisoned, right? True, because mm. shortly after, I think it was uh, about six months after that, because yeah. of resisting and all that, she was arrested again. But mm. this time, she was taken to a different prison. She was taken to Kismayo in Somali. Which is way far. Than, mm. I mean, Kisi is not even close to where that is. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit far. A whole yeah. other country. Like, imagine being such a nuisance to British people. To the, fact, to the point where you take into a completely different country. I mean, just because you're trying to get them off the land that they're trying to robe, the land that is not even originally theirs. Mm -hmm. And Kismayu, she escaped again as the iron of steel that she is. You, you know, know, she was the original Michael Schofield before <laughs> Michael Schofield. Yeah, with her prison breaks happening, not even once. And she left Kismayu and also walked all the way back to Kilifi. God, mm. her legs amazing amazing yeah so getting back to kilifi it even take long through her resistance period that she passed away i mean not so long after that yeah she passed on you know after it was natural causes natural you know, causes a girl, a girl is tired you know after like 80 years of you know just <laughs> living and uh having like a great legacy yeah uh, I can, and I walking like yeah if she got there and she was like you know what i'm tired this is my time to rest Hopefully, I've left my people at a better place. So, you know what? Just the gods, take me. Take me to your land and let me have 
the final ladies have dress that I had. I, I should have. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, and you know the place where she's buried actually then that place is bombarded by like unique bars that are only unique to that place. I mean, that just proves that the entire mystical powers story that were involved in her history actually could be true. I mean, how do you explain that only those bars are found in that place? Oh yeah. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this just, I mean, if we just look back through her history with all we've discussed about, it just brings this brings into light, like so many issues. I mean, the fact that men actually possess, like they possess fragile egos if we go back to Arthur Champion, who mm-hmm. was pissed off because he was challenged with a couple of chicks, okay, <laughs> a couple of chicks, well, yeah. baby hands. And so he was challenged and he felt embarrassed because they beat him to the game. It just shows how they can't, I mean, to them, it's kind of like embarrassed when they get beaten to their game with a woman. I mean, Dude, that's why he even resorted to using a gun. You know, yeah. a scary tactic. But Makatilili, yo, she's not scared. Yeah. Yeah, she carried on and uh, we appreciate her for that. But, yeah. Uh, now, the other thing is the messy part now mm-hmm. comes in, you know, after we see after now her death, mm-hmm. you know, her legacy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Shakahola. It's a place uh, where Makatilili started the fight for the Giriyama people. Yeah. For their cultural preservation and for their social economic justice, for their freedom and... How how is she remembered, really? Honestly, not so much. I mean, in, from my perspective, because like, there's literally no historical landmarks that are named after her or any conservator, honestly, in Shakakola to keep the memory alive of Mekatilili Wamenza. And the question is, why? And that should be like what we're asking. Why, is, why did that not happen? That's quite, quite unfortunate, you know. And also, we saw her using the kifudu dance mm-hmm. yeah which is a sort of like you know performing arts yeah and it contributed a lot to societal change yeah because through this dance you know she got to recruit multiple people probably even thousands we don't even know yeah but supporters who were joining her resistance and uh that's quite quite important and uh it's interesting because which other person do we see who used the uh, performing arts to you know influence social change we have Bantu. Yeah, we have, yeah, Bantu Maura. Yeah. An example. I mean, he used his platform to kind of enlighten a situation that happens in the country, proves how key, like, all this artwork and everything, whether in what form, whether it's theater, whether it's dance, are really actually crucial in bringing movement and change to societal issues. I don't know. Have you seen the Kifudu dance? I have not watched it myself. Have you? No, interestingly, no, I haven't. I would love to see it, though. Yeah, but I. I think I had it involves a bit of like booty shaking, which it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it sort of, it like served his purpose. Like, I don't know why people should see it as the wrong thing. It's to me, it was right. I mean, she did that and it helped to lobby people and bring them in and that brought change. So yeah, it doesn't matter whether it was that or whatever dance people think it is. Mm-hmm. Just going through all this sad discourse of people not getting appreciated and everything, they should pose a question on how we should move forward to actually change such situations because her, her one like her history is erased essentially you see a because lot of yeah because yeah. i know I, I mean annually there's usually like a mekatilili women's festival that happens in kilifi mm-hmm. as like a commemoration of her heroic arts but it's like why is it only happening in kilifi why is it not something that's appreciated on a national wide scale level and and I feel like this could be used as a tourist attraction and hallmark festival, you know, like the Lamu festival. 
but like in appreciation of her and would bring in tourists yeah and we see like what can be done to make these festival you know go nationwide and even beyond to be celebrated in east africa or even africa or the world and cuz even we saw her walking yeah she walked a lot yeah you which know? to me means that Johnny Walker should do something in her honor most people really get behind that honestly yeah that's true but one of the ways in also people preserve people's legacy and cultures seen in our country stems from i mean getting roads or places named after you institutions but we've seen that with a lot of public figures in our country because mm-hmm. like there are literally 50 schools and universities named after moi we have like kenyatta we have mangina yeah but what about our girl makati lily can't we get the same respect for her yeah and another thing mm-hmm. you know um education mm-hmm. has you know contributed majorly to how her history was erased or you know somewhat erased yeah mm-hmm. because we see our curriculum it was created by the british people right yeah. and uh, we see most of the time her story is not really told how it's supposed to be told yes and which pisses me off because if we just look back to because you definitely been through high school mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. so we used to do set books and all those things and they had crazy settings of places that are not even kenyan Yeah, I don't know walking like a grusha walking somewhere in an iceberg at a reef in Russia mm-hmm. or whales swimming in New Zealand or something of that sort. Like why don't we have things that are set with our history or our old culture? Mm-hmm. So even as much as we're trying to learn literature from it, we also get to appreciate, you know, and learn our history instead of just relying on things from outside. And I feel like this was I think there was kicked in with the colonial government because they're the first people that introduced they introduced education to the country the sort of these books that actually was were preserved of how books are going to look forward from that time mm. and most of them were actually responsible for eroding our culture another thing we see is the importance of performing arts completely yeah you know I've mentioned this before mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. and uh, again the kifudu dance it's just it's so fascinating kifudu we should uh. get snaps for kifudu oh, prob- for oh kifudu. definitely <laughs> but yeah you know it just speaks about the importance of performing arts you mm-hmm. know so now if maybe i go for and take a dance degree yeah you know my and my parents are asking like yo so what are you going to do with your dance degree i'm easily going to tell her like yo have you seen mekatilili yeah with her dance like ah you could do more, so much with your dance you know mm-hmm. like i also don't know essentially what this tiktok dances are leading to but you know we don't know maybe they're trying to get the imf to stop giving us loans <laughs> so yeah you know what take those dance seriously yeah. they mean something mm-hmm. they have a higher purpose <laughs> you know so maybe we can do a makatilili tiktok dance you know for sure challenge to keep her legacy going oh yeah She was 70 and doing all this. What can you say about yourself that you're 25 and you're here complaining that all oh, your knees are weak? I mean, I can't even say about you. I can't even say about me. I'm one of those people that right now if I get from this chair, yeah. I'm groaning like somebody who's on their deathbed and I'm just young. I'm still 23. <laughs> so, you know what? Get up, guys. You know, do the dance. Rally yourself, you know, keep the history alive. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah this uh, it's been it's been a quite it's been quite a ride mm-hmm. you know just even reading about the story of the phenomenal Mekatilili Womenza mm-hmm. and uh for our audience and our listeners you know if you have any more information about Mekatilili please feel free to tag news by the catalyst across all social media platforms and uh yeah yeah feed us the knowledge and also educate yourself learn so much about our history it's important to keep this alive and thriving and 
yeah, keep the legacy of people going on. And I guess, you know, this is it for today. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, guys. See you all next week. I was your host, Jerry Benedict. And I was Maxine Jacker. Bye-bye. So we get down with the tribe. It's a new age groove. One step at a time. Yeah, we move to the tomb. I was set in the style. No, it is what it is. Chamuhimu, new high. Good vibes when we get down with the tribe. It's a new age groove. One step at a time.